0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I am looking ahead to the second batch of PFL Europe fights. And I'll tell you what, this is a very, very interesting card. I think the last card was... um, the two kind of top heavy divisions, I suppose, with you know, you could argue the two best fighters in PFL Europe, uh, in the Dakota de Cheva and Simeon Paul. I think everyone thinks they're gonna win out those divisions, right? But what we have here is some of the open divisions, some close fights, some very uh interesting fights. And you know what? Some talent here that uh, honestly I had never heard of but then I went and watched them obviously for this preview and I'm thinking like uh, this is a card you could look back at in years to come and you could say Oh, that guy had a great run uh in pfl that person won a million quid that guy went to the ufc that guy won the cage title that guy was in bellator it, it's one of those it is one of those and luckily for pfl they have all this talent now so hopefully uh, they will be able to um to use it to their advantage but there are a lot of fights as well with two of those people in it you know so one of them's going to be uh, taken out here but sure look that's kind of what we want uh in mixed martial arts and i think um I think it's a it's a great time for it. Obviously, this card has gone down on July 8th over in Berlin, in Germany, um, and you know the, the I suppose the PFL seasons once we get into them, they get uh, t- they take off very quickly. So we're getting into it now, and hopefully the PFL Europe um, will do the same. And I think once we get to the finale as well, obviously in Dublin later on in the year, once we've gotten a chance to see everyone fight. We'll be able to get hype more even for the finale fights, but you have to see these ones before you can. Uh, you you can do that, I suppose. So I think it's very interesting. I think, like I think it's a very interesting time. Obviously, look for European MMA. I'm obviously heavily. Um, Involved in covering this side of it, we saw the cage warriors last week, We obviously we know about Bellator coming into Europe over the last few years and now PFL uh, as well, not just coming into Europe with PFL Europe, they've obviously signed a lot of, you know, European fighters as well, you saw, you know, you've seen Brendan Lachnan, you saw Miles Price last year, you saw Will Flory this year, you, you know, uh, you've seen a lot of, there's been a few German fighters and, um, you know, Fighters from all over the world In the PFL tournament And now obviously is From Europe even uh, And now obviously In PFL Europe as well So I think Anytime we see Any of the organisations Come to uh, Europe over the years Obviously uh, PFL being new into Europe only in, in, in the last What 18 months or so Um We've seen the way the crowds react Like the Irish crowd is amazing You know, sometimes the English crowds are amazing And the, the crowds, especially, I suppose, in Eastern Europe But in Central Europe uh, as well On the continent are uh, are often very, very good So I think the American promotions have seen that Now PFL trying to be a worldwide promotion It's smart because there's a lot of talent um, uh, around As we will uh, we will showcase and see on, uh, on this card as well Um... Before I get into the breakdown of the fights, let me just give you the betting odds. I'll, I'll go to them a couple of times throughout as well, but um, just to get us uh, just to get us going, we'll have a quick look at the betting odds and uh, we, can, uh, we can get into the, the fights then. Um, Francesco Nuzi is minus uh, 275 over Farbad Aran Nazad at plus um, 215. Mokhtar uh, Bin Kai is plus 100 over the minus 130 Kurshid Kakarov. Um, we will come back to the friends of Lambo fight because he is a new opponent. The betting odds aren't out, obviously out for that yet. Um, he will be fighting uh, Raz. Uh, which we will get to as, as I said. Uh, Ali Taleb is a minus six hundred big favorite over Kenji uh, Bartoluzi plus plus four twenty five. Connor Hughes is a big favorite as well, minus five hundred over Dylan Chukus plus three seven five. Maxi uh, Radu is plus one fifty over Jacob uh, Kazuba minus one eighty. Christina Bauer plus four hundred plus three or minus four hundred even plus three hundred for Annabelle Hunert and then John Mitchell Ireland's own minus two forty plus one ninety for his opponent. Um, Jesim Um Larina Kuber minus one eighty five, plus one fifty five for Gret Ecout, um, plus two twenty for Anatoly Baal, uh, Zafar Manes minus two eighty, uh, and then one of my favorite fights tonight: Alexander uh, Chikov is minus one hundred five, plus sorry minus one twenty five for uh, Anokdan Doku, So. A whole range of fights uh, By the time this comes out now Maybe maybe all of them Want to actually be on it um, And there, there's actually A couple of the fights That are, are happening as well That are uh, Are missing off it I believe the Lewis uh, McGrill and Evans fight uh, the, I don't see odds For that one on it yet But he is uh, uh, Scheduled to fight On this card But you, you always know With cards Things can happen And things can move around uh, But uh, I will get into What I have now And uh, some of the big fights I, I'm going to Concentrate I'm going to look at Every fight here But I'm going to Concentrate in depth In, in a few of the fights that I thought were the uh, the most fun to look at and the most interesting uh, on this card especially and the the one I'm going to look at first is um what I think is the main event between uh, Francesco Nuzi and uh, Farbad Iran and Nizhad which uh, I mentioned uh, a minute ago uh, with uh Nuzi obviously being the the relatively big favorite there minus two seven five um and I think he is right to be. He's a very, very, very good fighter. Uh, watching tape on him, he fights out of the south opposition. He's fast and accurate. Moves his feet a lot. He's a what I like to describe. And there's a few guys like this on this card. But he's a power counter striker, um, and very, very good at it. Like, um, he will as as I mentioned. Like, I feel like maybe it's a, it's a Central European trade, or maybe it's because of the. They come from a more defensive boxing stronghold, I suppose. We we they talk in the Olympics all the time, you know, in the amateur boxing about the difference between the, I suppose, the European boxing, the Cuban styles, the Mexican styles, and that. And I think the European style, with you know, the obviously the 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 um uh the the Germans and maybe even to, to over to Russia and things like that, have a very kind of. You know, set style And I'm sure that has seeped in To mixed martial arts as well on the continent Um, uh, What I like about uh, Nuzi Is uh, And obviously he's fighting out of Italy You know, we see a lot Italian MMA is, is looking really good at the moment There's loads of good fighters in all the promotions And What I love about him Is his ability to not take a shot While putting himself in dangerous positions And um, we we will see in the comment event. There's another fighter as well who's even better than than Nuzi at doing this. Uh, in Mokhtar Binkai, and we, we will talk about him in a minute. But, um, I I love Newsy style. I really do. The, the few issues I saw with him doesn't have the best stri- uh, takedown defense in the world, but he goes for submissions and he goes and sweeps from the bottom all the time. And he will very rarely in the fights I've watched. Anyway, now maybe uh, I, uh, you know, one cachet as well, one issue with these uh, fights is, it's very hard sometimes to actual, actually find their fights, so sometimes I might have only seen one fight or two fights of these people, so it's, uh, bear with me on that, but um, he, he's I watched one of his fights from a few years ago and then watched watch the more recent one. And his ability to get up off of his back, and he's actually, his takedown defense in general has just improved an awful lot. And he loves, he loves these kind of capoeira kicks as well. And uh, it's just exciting on the feet, exciting. Um, his opponent, in Farabad, he, uh, Newsy's Saupa, Farabad, more of a switch stance, but mostly orthodox fighter. Um, he likes to hold the center and he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't move much from there. If you want to fight him there, he'll fight you there, no problem. If you want to fight elsewhere, well, you can try whatever you want, but he's going to try to stay there. He loves the leaping left hook, good wrestler, but I would say he, he kind of has a cardio conserving style. Um, it's a good style for MMA, but he doesn't, like when you watch... Newsy um, first, and you watch him. You're like, okay, he's not throwing, you know, half as much. And I think that can be an issue. I, I you know, I see. Uh, I wasn't able to find the fight actually, but he's a loss here to uh, Taylor Lapalus. If anyone knows anything about Taylor Lapalus, you can kind of understand you know, why he got knocked out early. When you're kind of waiting and waiting and waiting, you can't let a guy like Taylor Lapoulos have a look at you. and But, like, there's some good wins on his record as well. One that stands out to me is Thomas Gronval. I've seen a lot of him over the last uh, couple of years covering um, European mixed martial arts, and he's a very good fighter. And the fact that he beat him uh, by decision is is a great uh, win, and I watched that fight, and he looked good in that fight as well. So... I think this is uh, a very interesting fight. To give you my pick, I'm going to go with Newsy. Um, I think he will get taken down at some stage during this fight, unless he gets uh, an early knockout, uh, as, uh, as Lapalus did. Um, but I, too, think his striking is too good. Like I think if this turns into a striking a match, a matchup for any amount of time, I think it would be very difficult for Farbad to win this. I think this um, uh, Newsy is a good fighter, a very good fighter. Um, He is the minus 2.75 favorite, as I said. And just like, uh, I think when you have a fighter who is very accurate and very fast in the pocket against the guy, or sorry, not necessarily in the pocket, but just striking in general, against the guy who will hold the center at all costs, I think that's a dangerous mix. Unless you can wrestle really well. Now, uh, Farbot can wrestle really well, but is he going to wrestle well enough against the guy who's going to be fast and be a moving target while he is a very kind of centered target? I think that's... I don't know. It's going to take a change for him. And now, could we see a change? Absolutely. Absolutely, we could see a change. But if past this prologue, I think as long as Nuzi can stay on the feed, I think he will win. Now, if he does get taken down, as I mentioned... He will lose Like you know Because Farber's very good on the ground A good heavy wrestler And as I said The cardio conserving style If he loses the first round in two minutes And he gets on top after that well, He could very well win the decision Absolutely no doubt about it So It's an interesting fight I think it's probably closer Than the, those betting lines suggest there That I mentioned uh, But I am picking um I am picking Newsy in that one Um the the second fight, the, which I think uh, I think is the core main event on this one, um, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this fight as well. I think this could be a fight like the first fight at bantamweight. This one is at obviously at bantamweight uh, as well. Um, and when you look at these two lads, it's interesting with the amount of. Um, fights to have because, you know, we see a lot of kind of maybe the the up-and-coming guys in these cards, but no, these lads, and and in fact, a lot of this card, you know, Kurshade has 10 fights, uh, Mokhtar has 27 fights, and they fight like people who have a good few fights, right? They really, really do. I am a big fan of the pocket fighting of Mokhtar bin Kassi. Um, He... Is one of the bravest fighters I've seen in a long time, but also he can afford to be brave because he defends so well. I think he's a wonderfully defensive fighter. His elbows, if you watch any of these fights and if you're preparing for this fight, just wait for elbows. They're really good. He throws the elbows in the pocket. He is good, take down defense. He attacks and counters from that pocket. Um, and I, uh, when I say in the pocket as well, and that's why I corrected myself in the last fight when I was talking about in the pocket, because you watch him and he's a real pocket fighter. He's like one step closer than most people's pockets, if you get me. Like most people are at jabbing distance or maybe a touch outside jabbing distance. They have to take, um, you know, a step into range to jab you whereas he almost has to take a step out of range to jab, <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, in, he's like, he's a step inside and that's why he can land elbows. And that's why he's so good in there. But as I said, he defends well in there as well. Now, uh, Kurshev Kakorov is more of a, a regularly distance fighter, but he pops in very well. Very good one, two, um, technical when he takes his time, but when he gets excited, he rushes a lot, is what I've noticed. And that would be bad news against Mokhtar. Um, I think the big the big deciding factor here, again is look, we've seen a lot of uh, fights. It's the same in the main event here. I think Kakarov is uh, a better wrestler. And I am going with the opposite of the main event in this fight. I think the wrestling will will here. Even though, like, I love... Uh, Mokhtar's um, ability, I love his style, I really do love it, I, and and I think he has good takedown defense it's just very hard for me to watch some of Kakarov fights and not see how his wrestling is going to work against the guy who fights in such uh, an attacking space um, it's going to be so tough for Mokhtar to do that game against the guy who's so willing to wrestle, now Kakarov is willing to strike as well make no mistake about that he's absolutely willing to strike but I think um, his willingness to strike will only last so long I really think it will and if he feels a few strikes of Mokhtar few those elbows I don't think he'll be long wrestling and if he can get the fight to the ground I think he'll win it there now if he can not get the fight to the ground Let's let's see there about minus one thirty plus one hundred. I think that look. I think that line's just about right. I, I, my own pick is is the, the the favorite. So it's very interesting. We'll see how that uh, how that one works out. Um, let's move on and talk about the, the next fight. Um, and the next fight we have on is Franz Malambo, my countrymate here, who's fighting uh, Rashid uh, El Hamuze but He is called um, Has. Has for short, that is his name. They all call him Has. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's um, I think it's better off the call him Has. For, look, Franz Malambo. If people don't know him, and look, Franz versus he was supposed to fight Dominic Wooding, Dominic Wooding, uh got a cut in his nose and then uh, went to blow his nose out. His his eye blew up. Went to the um, hospital. Turns out he's a broken uh, orbital. I believe the pictures were up on uh, on Instagram. So best wishes to him and hopefully he can come back uh, very very soon. But. Look, the second I saw that, I was like, oh, no, here we go again with Franz. You know, it's been such a tough time for Franz over the last few years. He's been on, like, an unbelievable run. He's won, what, eight of his last nine fights, beat the aforementioned Dominic Wooding. Like, the only fight he's lost uh, is to Ricky Bandez. when Ricky was in that great run in Bellator, and he was winning that fight. He was literally just kind of just caught in the middle of that fight, in a fight he was absolutely winning. You know, he, he went into Combat Chase Global in 2021, just destroyed everyone they put in front of him there. Um, you know, he beat Dominic Grace and he's some very, very, very good wins. Like, after a very tough start to his career, when he was kind of thrown in at the deep end uh, in Brave, and they put him in there with Steve Lawman and a few other people as well, which is way too soon for him. But Franz is an extremely talented fighter. Um, oh, you know, probably... <laughs> if you leave out uh, it's Conor McGregor the best striker Ireland has produced now Ian Gary might give out to me for that but he you know he hasn't fought in a few years so like let, let's uh, let's put him up there with Ian Gary. I, I think he's that talented you know Conor McGregor trained on him for Floyd fly Mayweather and all that that's how good of a, a striker they reckon he is in Sbg, and I've seen it he's very 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 good but it's just been such bad look he hasn't fought since December 2021 when he was on a great run you know he was obviously income matches, and then there was talks of him going on tough. Obviously with McGregor season, that didn't happen, and any signs for the PFL, and now he's you know a big opportunity here. But he did, he's a opponent falls out, and he's met with a, a different opponent in uh, in Has. Um, I watched a bit of Has, and do you know what? He's he's not a bad fi- a fighter at all. Very good power, and a, and a very good wrestler as well. And look, if Franz remember, has um had issues with anything over the years, it's been the wrestling. You know, and often when he wrestles as well, he's almost too willing to wrestle. He goes for guillotines and things. Now, he has uh, got a recent guillotine against uh, Jonas Magrad, um, but I, I, that side of his game has definitely developed and definitely gotten better. But having said that, like, he's two years out of the cage. So, like, wow, it's very hard to know how he's going to look. Like, you you should think, like, he's been on such a good run. He's 32 years of age, still young enough in the game. Um and he ha- look, he has to be a massive favourite here from watching a bit of Has uh, and his game. You know, he's lost, uh, a couple of fights, lost to Jordan Vucinic, who's a very good fighter. Uh, so there isn't much, um, you know, there's no shame in that or anything like that. And has a lot of submissions, so we know what he's going to be doing. But if you're Franz Malambo here, and you look at some of the striking from Has, I think you think you can take him on the feet. And again, it's going to be... If France can t- keep it on the field. I think he should win well, and if he can't, has it has it all? Uh, you know, France has it all to do against has So A very, very, very interesting fight. Short notice fight as well. You are preparing for a completely different um, uh, fighter, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I suppose on uh, on that one. But I'm I'm giving France as my pick there. I I think he will. Uh, I think he'll pull it out of the bag. Um. The fighter who I watched here, I I think I was most impressed with, was Ali Taleb. He's fighting Kenji uh, Bortoluzi. Taleb is trained over in Sweden by Akira Kurasani, the ex UFC fighter, obviously. Loves to switch stances, loads of fakes and feints. Very good straight, right? He hits very hard, very good movement, very hard jab, great cardio, great chin. Just a tough guy to fight. He's one of these guys, you see him, right? And you think, this guy's going to have a good career. You know, he's going to hang around wherever he goes for a long time. He'll either, you know, go on and be a, a very, 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 very good fighter. Or he'll be like a, a win 75% of his fights type of fighter. You know, I, I think that's the type of fighter he's very good. And Kenji on the other side, in uh, the one thing I noticed about him, very good athlete, very good wrestler, uh, heavy ground up on soap. But he's striking isn't the best. He kind of pulls guard and falls to the floor and stuff at times. Uh, Again, I think, look, if Taleb keeps this in the floor, it's the easiest matchup to call of of any of these. Um, If he keeps it off the floor, in case I misspoke there, I think he'd beat him up on the the feet. But also, I think even if it does get to the ground, I think Taleb is very good. And I think that minus 600 is about right. I do think Taleb will win that one. So, yeah, I will go for him to win there. Um, we have, uh, you know, uh, a, a lot of, of other interesting fights here as well, which I, I'm going to get into, uh, in depth in a second, but, um, one of the, um, the, the women's 125 pound fights here, um, Greta Ekot was supposed to fight, uh, last time out, sort of putting her on discard. And it's interesting like she's been in there with some very, very, very good people, um, you know and it'll be interesting to see a plus 155 here with the quick turner with the turnaround i suppose against the three uh, and kubero how she can do like kubero has doesn't have like the same amount of people I'm, I'm i was a little bit surprised to see maybe she's a little less unexposed than uh, than gret um but you know four and 1 not the best record in the world i uh, i think uh, I think her agility and her athleticism might be the way for uh, Kubera to win this. Now, I haven't been able to see loads of her from the bits and pieces. I think that might be the advantage there. So I'm going to go with her uh, in that one. Um, I mentioned earlier on one of my favorite fights on this card is uh, Alex uh, Chivas uh, against uh, Pei Duque. My pronunciation is just going to be awful in this, but... I really, I really like Alex's style as well. Um, and why I love it is he's body punching. He's a really good body puncher. Hooks to the body uh, all the time. Um, f- you know, like the, the the fighter I was speaking about above, loves to fight in the pocket. But I, I it's he's an interesting style, right? Because I don't think he's the best takedown defense in the world. Um, when he gets on top, he's very good. And he's very good at like sometimes getting taken down, but then working to that position himself, right? But I think he stops that by fighting on in the pocket until his opponent goes backwards, right? So he's like, right, I'm going to be braver than you. And once that happens, he, ch- he almost changes up his game. He looks like a pressure fighter until he's in the pressure fighting position, and then he turns into more of a controlled fighter. And now you could call it pressure as well, but controlled pressure, I would say, lovely combinations, absolutely lovely combinations, and just a, a tremendous striker. Now, very much uh, for pay, a lot easier to uh, <laughs> to analyze. Uh, he's a wrestler, uh, pure and simple. In the, the few fights of his I was able to find and watch, uh, all he's interested in doing is wrestling He throws kind of these arm punches To get inside against you To pull you to the ground But that's all he wants to do Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle And when he gets there He's very, very good um, I, th- I like If you look at his records 16 and 4 now um, 10 submissions And that really does say it all You know, he loves to get the fight To the ground And win the fights there Now he hasn't had massive success over the last while. Daniel Skibinski knocked him out. He lost his last fight as well. Uh, but he has some very good wins over, you know, Conrad Ivanovsky, who, you know, has fought around these parts a lot. He's a very, very good fighter. Fought Nicholas Dalby back in the day over 10 years ago. Now You can you can write that one off, I suppose. It's such a long time ago. But um, this one is a little bit more interesting in terms of the betting line. Um, I'm not 100% sure that... I know who to pick in this one, right? Because I think I I think the better fighter is Alex uh, Chivox. but sometimes styles make fights, right? And uh, the betting odds with Alex at minus one hundred five, the, the the underdog, yeah, the underdog against the favorite uh, Duque at minus minus one twenty five, is for me probably the wrong way around, but very close to that. I think, I think Alex, his ability to reverse takedowns could be the winning of this fight for him. I think he's so good at that. I think he's really, really, really good at that. So he's going to be my pick. I think I'm going for the underdog in this one. Uh, Alex to win it. Um, Right. A fight I love on this card as well. Conor Hughes um, against Dylan Shuke. Very, very, very good fight. Um... I was interested to see how, how wide the betting is in this. Minus 500 for Hughes, plus 375 for Chuke. If anyone knows Dylan Duke, um he was a highly rated prospect coming out of Ireland. He had a lot of, you know, trouble in the cage, with personal trouble as well. He left SBG, he went to Team Cave, then he went over to Scotland. He seems to have gotten his mind on, on the right side of it over there. But this is massive for him um, because I believe him down he lost his last fight. But, you know, this is a real test. A real, real, real test. Now, Dylan Chuuk has all the ability in the world. I went back and I watched one of these fights from years ago, and it was funny. I was watching Brandon Moreno versus Pantoja, obviously, for this weekend as well, and wh- I watched their first fight. And Pantoja's champion in the world, now, But in their first their first UFC fight, not the top fight, the UFC one, he was very wild and just didn't look put together or anything. And I feel like Chuuk was a little bit like that as well, but you could see the skill. Right, he has like when a fight goes to the ground, he's really good at getting the back. Very good jujitsu, you know. Not the strongest guy in the world, a bit you know, obviously a bit gangly and stuff for the the division. But very good at finding his way to the right positions. But he finds his way in the wrong position, you know. He's been knocked out a few times, and he's always susceptible. But I think he needs to be a guy who is careful and smart. And he has shown he, the same fight I was watching was one of his Bama fights. He has the ability to fight on the outside and jab on the outside and run around on the outside and land those big shots when he needs them, but then get the takedown and get the back when he needs it as well. Or, you know, just a little bit more control. Don't put himself in danger. He loves a scrap. And when he gets into scrap, it never works out well for him. Like, he needs to avoid that at all costs, especially when you're fighting a guy like Conor Hughes. Because I watch Conor Hughes, and look, if, still very young in his career, but... So- you know seven fights in but God Almighty, you can't deny what he has, and what he has is very good wrestling, very good power um you know I, I was watching Michael Morales at the weekend and they're very very different fight type of fighters, but what how I would con- compare them is they're both like wild because they're so invested in their ability, but then' they have um I think gaping defensive issues, right? Which is is something I think both of them can can absolutely clear up and go a long way. And both of them are undefeated as well, so they're not that gaping. But if Chu can take advantage of that There is an advantage To be taken of But look Hughes has to be The favourite here It's going to take a big Change from From Chuuk From what he's been doing For the last few years And Hughes has been on A great run So he'd have to be The um, uh, the favourite there um, But I'm really Really looking forward To that one I really am And I can't wait To, to see how that one goes Um <laughs> Let's talk quickly about the the Lewis McGrillen fight Like, I was watching him last week, funnily enough And then I saw him here today One of his opponents was fighting on last week's Cage Warriors card And you look at his record here on uh, on Sherdog And five fights, KO round one, KO round two KO round one, KO round one, KO round one You look at his amateurs And I only see one loss there in, in, what, 10 or 11 fights you know, and a lot of submissions, a lot of finishes there as well. This guy can hit. He's a very good fighter, fighting out of Manchester top team, which is a very good team as well. Um, you know, his opponent, haven't been able to find a whole lot of him. Um, Amarali uh, uh But he has a bit of power. You know, he has knocked out a good few of his opponents. Um, you know, he has... Um, a couple of good names on his on his record as well with some good records but it's you know it, this is going to be a different test this is going to be a different test for him and it's going to be a different test for McGrillan as well because you know Amorali can wrestle uh, coming out of Tajikistan we saw one of his country mates on, uh, at the weekend fighting as well look good so I will pick Magrillan in that one, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a hundred percent, a hundred percent too sure with my uh, with my pick on that. And I would probably say the same about the Christina Bauer uh, and Ruby Messu fight. Only one fight between them. Uh, Bauer fighting out of Germany and the Netherlands for uh, the Lady Tyson, the Ruby Messu. Um, you know, one and all for for Bauer, it should be uh, Annabelle uh, Norbert, uh in you know a couple of months ago. So you Know we'll uh we'll see that one when it happens, and you know, if you're betting on that, you're probably betting anything, so we'll, we'll leave that one. But a couple more fights to get through before we uh we let you go. Um, I'm no. gonna leave uh Ireland's John Mitchell uh, till last here. Uh, but Radu uh, Maxim against Jacob uh, uh Kasbuza. My my pronunciation is just awful today. Um, again, I, I uh, this one might be more a little bit more of a, a wrestler versus wrestler, but sometimes in that happen, maybe the better striker wins, uh, and maybe, maybe Jacob is just that, now, um, he is the favorite, a minus 180, but, uh, you know, uh, Radu has the experience on him, you know, he has four fights more than him. maybe he didn't, a whole lot more, you know, he's fighting out of, uh, Fighting out of Italy as well, he's fought Joel Alvers, but he—I think the time off might be an issue for him. Now he came back in uh, in August of last year, but he was four years off uh, before that, having fought some very good guys. I mentioned Joel Alvarez, but he's fought in Valerie Merka as well, who's a lot of KSW fights now uh, as well. But um, you know, uh, Cuba is a, is a good fighter from what I've watched. I've watched his Timothy Tevez fight. Um, and, oh yeah, the one big issue for this guy, um, he was fighting. In a small cage, right, like a tiny cage, and a, a, I call him a I call him a wrestler there at the start, but I'm honestly I'm not too sure because um, I, I I think it was a combat night, yeah. And I'm looking at all of his fights here, and I think every single one of his fights was a combat night, and it's a this tiny little cage where you almost have to wrestle, you all, you almost can't strike in it, out. and you see like yeah a lot of his fights are t- TKO rear naked choke. I'd be interested to see what he looks like in a big cage, and if he is going to come on strike. Like, and if you're a, a Radu maxim, you're probably discovering that as well. You're like, what's this lad going to do? So, an interesting one. We'll uh, we'll see. How, I suppose we'll see how that uh, how that plays out on the night. Um, and there's actually one more fight as well. Just before we um we we go, it is uh well two more fights. Sorry, the, the, the John Mitchell fight, uh, and then the Anatoly Baj uh, versus um, Zafar Mousin fight. Um, this is an interesting one. You look at Baj, and he's a lot of finishes uh, on his record. Seven finishes out of his uh out of his nine wins. Is that an iffy, I suppose last few last few years, he hasn't fought since 2020, before that, um, you know, he only had four fights in four years, kind of, he won his last fight, but then lost, didn't draw, then lost, then in no contest, it's a, it's a weird kind of run, whereas uh, Zafar, um, you know, he's been very active, he's fought twice and won twice in 2023, before that he fought Max Koga, who's a very good fighter, went to a decision with him, you know, lost that fight, but... He's been more active, and you like. I I think that plays a lot into this. He's twenty eight years of age. Uh, he's a pawn in thirty, so not much of a difference in that one there. But you know, I, I'm gonna go with Mussin in that one. I think maybe he's striking will play a little bit of the uh, of the difference there. Um, and I wonder how the striking will play out in John Mitchell versus uh, Zidane, as his nickname calls him Jissim uh, Um Mitchell. Find out of Cork, but uh, he's over in uh, in Abu Dhabi, I think, at the moment, or uh, the UAE. Um, you know, has had a very good career so far, six and two. In his one fight that he lost, you know, he kind of got caught uh, with a guillotine early in the fight after getting hurt, but he bounced back with two wins after that as well. You know, he's some very good wins, but even in the amateurs, people might know Kenny Muckahana, who is in uh, Bellator at the moment. He's good win over him. Good win over Andrea Spinder, who's actually beaten Ian Gary as, uh, as an amateur as well. So that's definitely not to be sniffed at. And, you know, Zidane... A lot of knockouts. Watch it. when you look him up. You know you find a lot of kickboxing <laughs> fights and that's where uh, he came from. He fought Mark and Charrier uh, back in 2017. Lost that got knocked out in that fight. But like you're fighting that sort of level, um, it's it can only be good for you. Um, Haven't watched a few of Zidane's fights. I think what he has is great cardio and he's a cardio athlete um, and. I always remember the, uh, the famous soccer player, Ryan Giggs. He said he, he fought to his shape, you know, his body shape. And I think that's what Zidane does. He kind of stays in there and he touches you up and jabs you up. And he doesn't, he's not the most powerful guy in the world, but he will just make it hard for you. And I think John Mitchell is maybe the other side of that. He is powerful and he is a finisher and he has a big, you know, power double if he needs it and he can fight and he can be well-rounded. Um... I think the takedown wouldn't be a bad idea for John Mitchell here. I think big power striking while not getting into maybe a jabbing matchup might be the, the job here. Like, if you go out there and if you feel it, and if you're beating him in a technical matchup, absolutely go for it. But I think maybe the one-twos, one-twos, takedown, one-two, one-two takedown type of thing might be the ticket here. But I think this is a very interesting fight. Look, with a lot of these fights, I suppose, as we wrap it up, a lot of unknowns, a lot of unknowns, I'm picking Mitchell in this one, but I don't know, you know, you never know how, how these lads are going to look after, I suppose, a, a while out, but with this big opportunity as well, like, the big lights, a lot of these lads have never fought in anywhere near this sort of uh, level before, and uh, it's a big opportunity for a lot of them, so, uh, I'm looking forward to the card, uh, and, um, you know, you should be, like, this is the type of one, as I said earlier, you could look at this in a few years and go, oh, I watched that lad when he was having his first fight in PFL type of thing, so. July wow. 8th, uh, over in Berlin, PFL Europe 2 in the regular season. Um, you can uh, Obviously, you can check on the, the PFL website for where to watch that and all that, and it'll be on Sherdog.com as well. So, um, yeah, check that out there. All right, I will leave it there, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.